Under the Helmet. You'll do your thing, all right? Don't be nervous, okay? The show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football. It's the moment right here. We're going to have to decide what, what type of team we want to be. Building Dynasties each and every week. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Chad Parsons. I'm telling you, man, you're leading the league in hydration. I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Katie Flower. You may beat me, but you will not outwork me. Tim Torch. There's only one winner, Chad. Find their written and premium audio content at uthdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome to Under the Helmet, looking at some long-term player value in fantasy football. I'm your host, Chad Parsons, joined by Katie Flower, the official podcast of UTHDynasty.com, home to over 300 premium podcasts annually. So if you listen weekly here, uh, you want to give that a try. We've got a trade calculator as well as all of the difference-making metrics, rankings, and, uh, and premium audio content that can make you a winner and make this your best rookie drafting, startup drafting, and 2020 fantasy season yet. And also, uh, with, with minimal advertising on this show, do want to mention that Tim Torch has been manning the featured uh, podcast over at patreon.com slash UTH. Um, so we've been t- talking about one subject per week. It's basically an additional UTH premium podcast over there. Um, so again, that is the place to find him and all these little five to 10 minute short shows that I, these thoughts and ideas I have, um, those are, go over there in sort of the uh, additional content venue. So that is another place to support even with just a few bucks a month to say, we appreciate what you, Katie, Tim, Jordan, etc., the whole UTH team are doing. And thank you so much. And, you know, again, support what we do, um, which is which is on all these various platforms. And Katie, um, this is something we could have recorded probably two, three months ago uh, with where we are as a, as a as a social climate. But we are inching towards maybe getting some clarity about other major sports. Uh, football has the benefit of being the farthest away when uh, COVID-19 struck. But we're going to use this this week as a, as a time to kind of talk about it from a fantasy league, dynasty league perspective of saying, here's all the different maybe angles that you need to be thinking about whether you're a commissioner whether you are an owner in a league, because it is one that I'll, I'll just say this at the open and pass it to you, that y- you want to have as many different options and plans already discussed going into the season of basically saying, if this happens, here's what's going to be our method. If this happens, this is how we're going to say the season finished up for folks. And and there's a variety of different timelines of when things could be start, 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 stop. Uh, maybe it just halts forever. You know, like we've seen the NBA is trying to get back and basically finish their season. It stopped partway through. And, and the NFL, again, there's a lot of variables here at play. But Katie, the floor is yours in terms of let's try to get folks as many different ideas and talking points so that they can customize it for what fits and what is maybe the, the most agreed upon solution. Of, of all the variants we can think of going into their year. Yeah, it's been discussed in several of my leagues. One of the things I've seen commissioners do over the last couple of months is league fees. They've been able to push them off. If, if you were affected by this and you can't pay your league fee, we'll extend the deadline 
to XYZ. And I've even seen MFL say that if the season is cut short or if it doesn't start, uh, we'll prorate, we'll give you some of, you know, a discount or whatever on the season. If you pay before the early bird and then it just ends up not going, you know, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll take care of it kind of thing. Um, and then there hasn't been a lot of discussion in my leagues anyway, about any kind of supplemental draft. What if the college players decide that they're not going to have a season, so they're going to join the NFL earlier than expected? I think one league talked about possibly something in that along that line, but pretty much now that the college season has said that they're going to go forth and the NFL has said that they're going to go forth, the biggest thing that I've seen strategy-wise is how does that affect your rookie drafts? Some people are waiting and having rookie drafts a little bit later because then you've got more information. You're probably not going to have the OTAs or the rookie camps like normal. You may get some information you know, XYZ is working out with so-and-so quarterback on their own down in Florida or something like that. So I would expect a slower start for rookies than normal because they're not going to have the full benefit of OTAs and the rookie camps, uh, things like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and that that's one thing, and we'll talk about it here in a few minutes of, of just kind of the season starting is another part where you say continuity factor, you know, coaching to offensive system to maybe, you know, the key quarterback and, and, and pass catchers, all those chemistry things that you get rep after rep, you know, of being through OTAs. And like you said, I mean, there's going to be some private things going on, but it's going to be less of a global sense for some of these. There's a lot of moving pieces on some of these offenses where you say it's just different. And, and that can lead to, hey, it really is, you know, three, four, five weeks into the season where it's like, all right, we're, here's where we are. And we might have been week one, week two. But really, it takes two, three, four games of those reps and the weeks of practice leading up, the walkthroughs, all of those things that, uh, again, you're just going to get more reps in uh, June, July, August. And this year, who knows? It may be part of July and August. It may just be August. I mean, so there's a lot of moving pieces there. Um, The first thing I would mention is just the thing we're rooting for, obviously, would be there's no major issues. There's no major, there's no stoppages, um, and and we can just proceed forward. So you have your prize pool, you have your setup of how are we, how do we have standings in this league? How do we project for the playoffs? We run the playoffs. Everything's perfect. So you don't need anything. There is no help you need from us. There's nothing to discuss. 2020 is great, and we all sigh in December, January, uh, a sigh of relief because we've had football. Un, unencumbered pretty much uh, without you know major problems. Um, I would say if there's a delay, you know let's say something occurs where they stop it but then they restart, that would obviously be something that you're gonna kind of continue forth. And what I would say is if the NFL is producing their seven let's say 17 week schedule and it stops in week six but they restart, I think that is, I don't know about you, Katie, it seems like you would just parallel, right? You would parallel, 
we are stopping, of course, there's nothing really to do. And then when it restarts, I would say maybe you have the option to say, well, what are we going to do if we miss time with the schedule? Like if, they, if the NFL says, well, now we can only play 12 games. You know, they say they have some, some, some plans, you know, that if we have to go for a shortened schedule, I think they're planning on it being cut from the beginning, let's say, and kind of feeding games to elsewhere or adjusting buys, things like that. But fantasy-wise, I, what I would say is, you kind of need to say, hey, if they're stopping week six and let's say it restarts week, week 11 uh, and there's a gap of a month, you kind of need to just go with how many weeks do we have left. We know the last week of the NFL regular season, we basically have no games. You have the playoffs, the two to three weeks, depending on your league before that. Um, I think you stick with that template and, how, and, and if that adjusts how many regular season games are left, I think you just kind of leave it there and say, well, if that means we, we had six games left, but now we really have two, then that's the way you do it. And you go with the same way of declaring playoff teams, et cetera, in your fantasy league. How, how do you think about that? I think what you would have to do if the season stops and starts is do double headers from there on out. Like you had six games before the break and then you come back from the break and there's only four games left to make it fair. Just play double headers, play double headers, because then you get more of a, of a base of who the better team really is. But how do you double header it? Like, how do you, you you can do that in MFL. It's easy. No, no, no. But how do you, but how do you, how do you decide what, what two teams like? So you have your regular schedule of who you were going to play. Do you just try to say if we missed four games, let's put those opponents that you missed into the other weeks as much as possible? Yes. Okay. That's what I would suggest. And then if you can't make that come out even, maybe even do a triple Pull out header, of a hat or something. Beautiful, or right. Do something. And, but the beautiful thing about MFL, and that's the only platform I use for Dynasty, is that you can customize the schedule I and think I'm sure even, even, even in season, yes, I would say because that, that has to be something that MFL, I'm sure, is already thinking of. Like if, the, if that is if there are maybe um, things that are going to make that difficult, this would be the year where they 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 make sure that, you know, that you can adjust schedules during the season. But yeah, I, I didn't, you know, firsthand of, of what I jotted down, I didn't think of that. And I think that's a great point, Katie, of just saying you can cluster like you said, if you got four weeks of the regular season left, boom, you know, and, and we're missing some, that's it. You can go double headers for the rest of it. So you're going to still get enough data points of, of head to heads uh, through that. And then you can proceed forward with the playoffs. Or if you really think that there is going to be some kind of stoppage as it gets closer to the season starting, you can start the season with double headers and and just say we're going to play the full season with double headers but if it stops and starts we've That's got it. x x yeah. number of games already double headered up and then we'll figure out on the back end what we need to adjust and then again you you have at least enough competition in those games to right. to determine who are the top six teams that should make the playoffs well, and or if top you do, number of teams. And if you do double headers from the start, you know, you've got so much extra data points this year. You've got double that even if you miss some time, that would actually lead to it where not having to make any adjustments. You go, hey, we missed four weeks, but you know what? You still got uh, what would that mean? You know, if you have 13 regular season weeks, you still got nine weeks of double headers. We still got 18 matchups, which is actually more than we usually have. We normally have 13. So you're actually getting more this season. Right. Um, and it's no extra work. You don't have to set extra lineups. And right. the commissioner just doesn't have to do anything other than pick the right button. And it's right. very easy. 
Right. And we've got a lot of time. And again, I think it would be very easy to have a few polls if you need to, if you have a group mm-hmm. me chat where you can discuss this a little bit before deciding maybe what the polls are. But this is something, again, to lay it out, you could have just a little short paragraph in in your rules uh, and settings of just saying, this is the way it is. Because again, what here's what you don't want to happen. Just kind of, you know, have, have your, your blinders on and say, everything's going to be fine. You know, be that uh, emoji with the dog, you know, with the burning burning around him and, and you yeah, don't want to pretend like okay. everything is fine and and then you get to the season and you're like well what are we going to do now and then people are going to have very biased opinions on what they want to happen based on maybe where they are in the standings and that's what you want to avoid that's almost like the clause right katie where someone doesn't pay you know it's like oh greg is good for it and and then you know ends up greg you know doesn't pay his league fees, you know, because he finished last or whatever. And all of a sudden now, where is Greg? Well, Greg was going to be good for it if he did well. (laughs) And Greg now isn't good. So you can't really let it slide until it's too late. Then that's like, you can't let someone rookie draft or or to have someone do a startup draft without paying. You know, you can't have them do certain things without paying. Like that's, that's kind of part of the deal. Um, So here's, here's, here's the worst case scenario that I, that, that I put down here. Now, maybe you can think of a, a different doomsday scenario that's even worse. But the worst case to me is you start the season and a la the NBA. Now, we'll see if the NBA comes back and plays, you know, some modified whatever, whatever. But for fantasy terms, I mean, I'm trying to think if I was a fantasy NBA player and their season, like, in essence, is over. I mean, if they go kind of right into the playoffs, that's it. I mean, whatever you did is done. And so if the NFL, let's say the NFL plays nine to 10 games and then that's it, something occurs and the season is over. It has stopped for whether it's for our purposes or their entire, you know, and they, if they go into the playoffs again, we're, we're kind of done. Like that's not the fantasy season. So if it stops, what is your first reaction to, Hey, we played eight weeks that's all the data points. That's all the games for our fantasy season we got. What is the KD pivot or solution or suggestions to address now if that occurs? If you hadn't started with double headers and you get like eight weeks under and that's it, and are they are you saying that there's an NFL playoffs at some point or sure. that's it? There is well, well either okay. way, I mean, we're going, let's say they're just like, hey, they end up having to take two months off or something. Let's say they come back later January, <clears throat> excuse me, later January. And it's like, hey, we're going to have, I mean, we're, we're just going to seat them up, you know, maybe a couple extra teams make the playoffs and we're going to roll with this, you know, like the NBA is kind of talking about. Um, so I, I don't think that we would play the fantasy season at that point because you wouldn't have every team in it. Yeah, I mean, you're either going to have to just – I don't know that eight games is enough to right. declare any kind of winner. I think you roll it over to the next year. Wow, uh, okay. And and get that rebate from MFL and, and just call it a, a well, washed Well, that wouldn't be the rebate. Year. I think MFL, you only get a rebate if it's seven games or less or something. Seven, like okay. All right. I don't know. Well, well that's – anyway, I don't know about that part. But the, yeah. But, uh, so you, you're a fan of <clears> – <throat> so I guess under that setting – it would depend if you did it sounds like you're a real advocate of this is the year even if you don't normally do it do double headers because that then you be at least that would be a protection that would be a safety net from a lot of these non-ideal outcomes that are possible because at least in, you know like you're saying Katie you get to week 7 you get to week 8 you kind of played a whole season already if it's double headers right right and the other thing is we will have 
more information in September before the season starts, the commissioner, until you hit that go button, until week one, you can make double headers as a last minute decision. As a league, you can do a league poll at the last minute, one week before, what's the scuttlebutt, what's the word on the street, how is everything looking and sounding. If it sounds like it's going to be a full go full season and you don't believe you need the double headers then you can decide then or if if there's still you know a lot of up in in the air kind of thing then go with the double headers and protect yourself and then you've got something in writing that if the season stops at seven weeks it's an abolished season or aborted season but if it's eight weeks or beyond whatever that ends up being is that's it Here's our method. And yeah, here, I, I, right. I kind of wrote. I kind of wrote down here, and I, I like your clause of saying if it's less than half, you know, seven and less. You know, MFL yeah. is kind of already saying that that's not really considered a season, but right. eight or more because of the the nature of that's half the season or more. That's kind of that is considered a season. So I kind of think, uh, and let me get your thoughts on this. So if you are, consi- you know, if you, let's say you go eight, nine, ten weeks, and that's it then I, I kind of think you need to have maybe an alternate system of saying, you know, you really didn't go through the traditional means of, of winning the league. You know, you didn't, you know, you get seated and then you go through the playoffs, um, whatever that method is. So I would actually have maybe an alternate um, payout structure where it's almost like a best ball, you know, because you're, you're basically awarding first, second, third, whatever, you know, there's, there's weekly prizes, whatever, but it's not going to really be the same because if you have say a five dollar per week high score and then you've got you know total points it's a little different because you're not really playing the whole season so the numbers aren't really going to line up so i think you need to have maybe a voted on hey if we have an abbreviated season that counts here's here's how we're doing it and maybe you scale it a little more because hey the, the first place team didn't really go through all the trials of winning the league that they normally would. So maybe you scale that down. Second gets a little more. Third gets a little more than they normally would. Maybe you pay out fourth a little bit. Um, so And maybe you adjust the weekly, you know, head... The and maybe high some of it goes into next year. Too. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so so yeah. this is what I'm saying that you should talk out. And even though you hope this never happens, and like you said, we're going to get more information through July, August. I mean, obviously, what I'm really looking forward to is we're going to get data points on NBA, baseball, potentially, potentially hockey of just seeing college, a, but just seeing a sport try to go through this and see how it goes. I mean, if there are a ton of bumps in the road and boy, like there's so many players that end up being out and it really just kind of, the the NFL is going to really be able to take a look at all of this, adapt and potentially have a solution to problems that no one really knows right now exist. Or it may turn out to be, you know, a true hindrance of getting started at all, but at least it's last sort of in the rotation here. Um, but again, I, th- I still think, you know, you ha- we have this time and adapting to what we hear July, August, and like you said, even early September, all these things are going to be important because uh, you want to have it dialed in. And I think the absolute worst case in your league is going into it in week one, assuming everything's fine. And then some point in the next two, three months after that, things are not fine. And you don't really have a already boxed up solution where, oh, we have these four different buckets. Which which problem are we having that's not a, a, a full scale season? And let's just see where we are. And you already have the voted on consensus for the league. Right. Okay. Uh, any any other thoughts for it, Katie? And I'm sure you know as we get to July or August, we'll probably discuss this again about State of the Union. Where are we? <laughs> no, I mean from a commissioner standpoint, those are all 
all the points that I can think of, but just from an overall strategy point, now is the time. It, I would make sure that you've got extra bridge players, especially if, if, if you've got one of those teams that maybe you're sixth or seventh overall and you want to make that jump to contender. You really can't count on your rookies. Not that you could count on rookies before, because rookies should be a blessing and not just something that you count on for points. But it may take them longer, especially the non-running backs, but even this year's running backs with the committees and the different, uh, those that have moved teams and those that have changed teams. Like as much as I love Tom Brady, he's brand new in Tampa Bay and without OTAs and without all that practice with his teammates, you know, how long is it going to take them to click? And And I was, I was mad. I was also thinking Nick, Nick Chubb situation, right? You know, it pretty much took till mid season before he really started rolling and that could absolutely, and that's kind of, you know, the second half of the season is really where you start seeing rookies become more regular uh, entrants into lineups. You know, it really isn't September, early October. You got to give them a chance. And this year, like you said, without some of the prerequisite camps, um, that's going to be just uh, another hurdle to try to get over some of the, you know, solid, unspectacular, but steady veterans that don't have their upside, but they can obviously be a hindrance in the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, one other point um, I had down here was talking about the draft order. Um, and again, I, I, I think it's it's this is pretty easy compared to the rest of it, which is just, you know, whatever your uh, settings are, you know, if that is potential points, is that is reverse order of standings. Um, and again, I think I think the playoff order, you can just use that as the, the proxy for uh, for your reverse order of the standings at that moment. You know, again, if you do have the doomsday middle ground scenario of, of a partial season, again, that's the draft order. Boom, you got it. You went nine weeks. Okay, that's the order. No one was, you know, trying to circumvent systems because you didn't know in week six that week nine was going to be it. You know, it's kind of just just all of a sudden, this is what it ended up being. And there you go. You got your draft order for next season. Um, but again, the last thing I would say to wrap it up would be what Katie said, which I think is a good point, which uh, if you can add more data points this year, uh, and, and if, if there's any kind of tea leaves that these kind of things could be in the offing, uh, it's not a bad year to just sort of say, hey, we don't do this, but we're going to do double headers uh, or some some semblance of that uh, earlier on. And if we end up playing, <laughs> we end up playing 20 something, 30 something matchups this year. Okay. You know, it, it actually probably, maybe you end up like liking double headers and you go with that in 2021 too. So, uh, so it, it's not a bad thing. And you still kind of get some of that head to head atmosphere, uh, that people love in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and, and talking about the season, uh, how about we talk about a little bit of week one because the, the schedule came out a few weeks ago. I uh, do want to mention that uh, a lot of the, uh, the odds and, and friends over at sportsbettingdime.com uh, do basically uh, one promo for them a year. Uh, and here we are in 2020 where we want to see sports. Um, and, and it's coming up. We want to see the NFL in September. We just talked about uh, all your alternate plans, but we want to talk about the 1.0 plan, which is all of these week one games going off as scheduled. And we have so many storylines. Um, and, and again, over at sportsbettingdime.com, some of the storylines and some of the lines out there, you mentioned Tom Brady. New situation for the first time in 
two decades. I mean, thinking about it, Katie, I was in college the last time Tom Brady was playing for a team that was not uh, the New England Patriots um, when, you know, he was doing that combine video. (laughs) You're such a youngster. I know. Katie was like, man, I was already already knee deep in (laughs) careers and and success and adulthood. And and Chad was just trying to figure stuff out when he was like 20 years old. Um, But, you know, this is a tough, tough situation because Brady goes to a division that is not quite as kind as the AFC East has been, and they are they are uh, they are underdogs here going to the Saints plus four. Going so you're talking about a team with continuity, continuity, right? You've got Sean Payton, yeah. you've got Drew Brees, you've got Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. They've basically got everything in place from last year. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is like the lone significant moving piece added, and they're going to go on the road. To, to the Saints, do you? So Tampa Bay, all the talent in the world, I could definitely see them being underwhelming to start the season, just because new quarterback at the helm, and that could be great, big picture. But again, I think right out of the gate, um, I think you know you have to consider them the underdogs going to a divisional opponent uh, right out of the gates here, um, despite you know their all-star lineup. Oh, absolutely, and. Again, it's it's you can have all the all stars in the world if you don't have the gel that holds it all together. Uh, it's going to take a bit. And Tom Brady was comfortable in New England. He knew the system. He knew the coaches. Now it's going to be completely foreign for him, and and just as equally uh, foreign, you know, Mike Evans is going to get some some good balls thrown his way and Chris Godwin you know yeah. catchable balls it, and they've got Gronkowski you know. coming in I mean again another yeah. another piece of and I think it's also I, I kind of make an NBA analogy of saying you've now got an all-star team you know and there's always some question when you get three four high level players together where you say hey where's the ball going when you know how do we share the ball and and football is a little more of a team game construct than basketball where you know, one, two players can monopolize a lot of the key moments and the key targets per se. Um, but, but again, now you've got a lot of jostling for position and, and more than you've had in previous years. So I think that's another key aspect for Tampa. Well, and, and the biggest key aspect is Tom Brady has been pretty well protected. And now you're going to a brand new offensive line. You're going with a relatively young running back core. You've got Ronald Jones, who hasn't shown a whole lot, uh, and he's not the greatest blocker in the world, and he's not the hardest worker in the world. And now you've got Keyshawn Vaughn coming in, and, you know, he's, you know, who knows if he's going to be able to pick up the NFL blocking. That first game could be pretty brutal if Tom gets rushed. And the Saints have a decent defense, so they're at home in a a hostile environment. That's going to be an interesting game. I, I would... I would actually put money on the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, early on, um, I I think you have to side with continuity. And also, I think, you know, the home matchup right out of the gate may be key. You know I mean? Because you're going to be practicing. You're going to be in your confines. No travel. I mean, that might be a hiccup in terms of it's just might be different traveling for the NFL teams than it is in previous years. And the fact that you don't have to deal with that the first week of the season uh, to get that under your belt. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that that's an interesting one. So you have sort of a one of the buzz worthy teams in Tampa, you know, with that being their their first first opportunity there. And then another one that I think they kind of got a raw deal here, which is the Cardinals. I kind of view them as the the Browns of 2020 in terms of their hype and, you know, the 
way things are aligning. Oh, they could be this, you know, huge rising team and Super Bowl contender and all this. Well, you know, they're they're plus eight going to San Francisco. I mean, talk about uh, just maybe getting your, your teeth kicked in in the first game. Now, I know Kyler played them tough last year, but that is a matchup that you don't want any any team. You know, that is that is a tough matchup. And now you're going to get Arizona with all the hype, another one of those NFL, NFC teams. And, and they're a huge road dog there against the 49ers. I did want to – well, I did want to go back. Sorry, I forgot about Rojo. I wanted to ask because we haven't talked about Ronald Jones. You, you didn't say anything really positive about him right there. But dynasty-wise, do you think he's one that – you know, if you could get out for a 2021 first right now, just on the prospect that yes. somebody thinks they're going to break out, you're all over that? Yes. Okay. What's the lowest you would go? I would want to hold on to him. Outside of a first. want a second. Yeah. It, next okay. year's class is not as deep as right. this year. And it just took a big hit with Justin Ross potentially missing. He's going to miss the yes. whole 2020 season. Even if he comes out, he's going to be like the Brian Edwards. He's going to be a lot later than we would have expected. And I'm not sure that he will come out. This actually, what I read, could be a career ending. He has two bones that were fused together that act like one. And it's a crazy thing he was born with. It's it's And they've been surprised he's been able to be so successful at football already. And to have that kind of surgery now and totally lose the 2020 season. There, 2021 is not as deep. If I could not get a first, I would hold on to him with the hopes that he's going to do something instead of yeah. flounder around and and then sell him for something. I don't. I still don't have a lot of faith. If you bought low, you probably paid a second or third for him. I'd want to at least see what he's got rather than sell and settle for that. Unless it was a 2020 second, if you still haven't had a rookie draft yet, I might take... On the top I might three, take four, that five as, picks of the round. Yeah, right? somewhere. Yeah, if I could get out for AJ Dillon at two hundred three or something like that. Yeah, for for Ronald Jones, I've I've kind of reversed. I mean, I I deplored him. He was like that one guy. I remember that draft class where I think it went what seven or eight running backs, pretty much straight line. In uh, was that seventeen? Eighteen. Yeah. No, eighteen. 18. I think it was 18. Yeah, and, 18, uh, and so he was like, was the, he was like the one guy. He was like the one guy. I was like, you don't take Ronald Jones, take anybody right. else. And so, but he's kind of reversed around for me where I thought he was at points, a, a good value because he was a 21 was. year old rookie. He's kind of redeveloped his game. He's not perfect, but you say this, if he is going to be, if he doesn't, you know, pass protect Olay his way out of the job or fumble his way out of the job, there is high upside to just literally be the walking, the walking uh, page turner, if you will, of, you know, I am the running back for Tom Brady in this electric Tampa Bay offense. Huge upside this year. If you at least have that moniker, if you're on the field for 45, 50% of snaps as the running back of choice in these games, you could have 10, 12 touchdowns. <clears throat> And you could absolutely be a running back one in fantasy. So I, I think the upside alone, even if you don't believe, you're going to get a window here that uh, of do you go the whole season and then you end up exploring a cash out in January? Do you have an opportunity in season to transition to maybe another player? But I think the upside alone, I've kind of come around. I mean, a lot of signs point to this is a huge year for Ronald Jones, but at 23 years old, you know, this is sort of the breakout zone if you're a relative slow starter. And now you have potentially one of the top offenses in the league. 
that is huge to even if you're a baseline talent at running back, there's a lot of upside there. And I think that honestly, that's why a lot of people are chasing Keyshawn Vaughn of saying he's a warm body. And if he goes there and he is the starter, big potential there. Um, so I'm with you. And, and, and I think those 2021 first, you know, they have more, uh, more appeal in Superflex you know, than they do yes. in a start one because the running backs are not going to be even in the same stratosphere as this year. So that's the big part. I mean, I think wide receiver is going to be pretty solid, but you mix in some quarterbacks and you feel pretty good. But yet if you're thinking it's going to be a running back uh, with one of those picks that you're acquiring, I would say and, yeah. probably yes. isn't. And, and so that's why I think you need to have some pause, especially if you're trading Ronald Jones right now to say a contender in a start one. And you're like, well, I'm getting one eleven. Well, you know, that, that's really, I, I think, uh, leaving some upside on the table for this year. Um, and one other matchup I wanted to mention um, that this this will be interesting because the, the Joe Burrow, I mean, again, they cleared out Andy Dalton. There's no question. Joe Burrow, week one starter for the Bengals, and they're actually getting points at home versus the Chargers who Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert. I mean, this is this is these are two offenses and two teams that are just giant question marks. I mean, I think that's actually one of the more interesting games of, you know, two quarterbacks that weren't weren't under center last year, and yet the teams around them are relatively solid. You know, but but I think that is one that kind of surprises me. But at the same point, again, rookie quarterback, how many reps is he going to get? Seven on seven, eleven on eleven, compared to a typical quarterback going into Week One for their for their first season. Yeah, and even to Rod Taylor, you know, it's a new situation for him, and he's not a rookie by any means, but there's still going to be that same getting to know your teammates thing. So who's going to yeah. assimilate better, quicker? I I would go. Uh, <laughs> I know that's one of the tougher games, I think, because uh, <laughs> again, I, I mean. <laughs> you got to go with the home team if it's that close. Yeah. You've got to. Well, I would just point this out. Tyrod Taylor, people are just, I think they remember those the best moments when he was in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He was horrific with the Browns. Yeah. The first four to six weeks before Baker Mayfield came in that, that couple years ago, he was horrible. Absol- I think he was completing less than half of his passes dreadful and so now he's in a different system let's see i mean right. the chargers are one of those teams where you kind of hope they have decent quarterback play just with all the weapons they have there with some fantasy impact on the line uh you know if, if the quarterback is a huge liability <laughs> there's a lot of weapons there from from austin eckler to the passing game where you say boy they could all underwhelm potential from from where they where they're valued at today and uh, again, for all those week one odds, and, and, and there's a ton of, 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 of bets you can make, that's sportsbettingdime.com. Um, Katie, I had a couple players I wanted to specifically ask you about. Ronald Jones was one of them. Um, but before that, is there any final thoughts that you have um, in terms of where we are now with, with Dynasty startups going on, some trading, um, and, and what's been on your mind as an owner and analyst? Uh, I've just been having at least one or two new rookie drafts a week for the last several weeks. So that's been fun. They haven't all kicked off at the same time. I still have plenty left to go. I just did a dispersal draft this, this week. Um, and I'll be sending out a thing on Twitter. I've got a league that I've got to take over as commissioner. We lost several players include or several owners, including the commissioner. And it's one of my longest standing leagues. So I don't want to lose it. I think we've got four openings. I'll be putting a, an advertisement out on Twitter for some new for a dispersal draft for that one, but I've got to get that set up. 
but yeah, just staying busy between work and working around the house and trying not to hurt myself so bad. <laughs> uh, I had a little boo-boo two days ago, but I'm, I'm fine. And uh, just looking forward to the next rookie draft. Yeah, I'm kind of with you where I had one or two start in the past three, four days and, you know, about 80 something percent of them are, are done and complete. But I like the ones that are spread out, you know, maybe later uh, May and into June. I would say this from my observations the last week or two, it's been there's been more variety. Mm-hmm. Um, like the interesting thing I've seen is you get in the top three, four, five, where you didn't see this almost at all right after the NFL draft. But now you're seeing one of those wide receivers, you know, kind of creep in there. CD Lamb. I haven't some, seen it yet. You I haven't? haven't? Seen okay. It yet. Three, no. four drafts in a row. I've seen a CD Lamb kind of slip in at three or four. You know, I, I actually saw Justin Jefferson be the, the wide receiver in a draft uh, today or yesterday to break that up. And he went ahead of DeAndre Swift at five. And I've, I've seen Jerry Judy go up there as well. So don't be surprised if you see that. I, I saw someone got Justin Herbert in round two of a Superflex, Katie. So yeah, I think there's, there's a lot more, seeing a lot more variance. Now that could be, you know, a certain site or podcast mentions, you know, a certain player as, you know, you got to get them or rising or falling or whatever. And that can all of a sudden get into the thoughts of a certain league or a certain two or three owners at critical spots and that's where someone fades or rises, etc. So I've always said if you've got certain guys, you gotta be a little more aggressive. And yes, if you are sitting back, don't be surprised, you know, if you if you think one of the big th- quote unquote big three uh, wide receivers isn't gonna be there for you at nine, there's a lot of ways for you to get that guy at nine. You know, and or if you're looking at a certain guy and it's like, oh I'm gonna be one spot off or two spots off you got a chance. I mean, I was in a, a, a league and there were a little, few dynamics. It was basically a super flex, but I got Justin, uh, sorry, I got Jonathan Taylor at four. Never would have thought I got Jonathan Taylor at four. So I just, you might think you're on the outside looking in, but you're, you're really not, you know? So, so be open to variance is what I would say. And even if you're thinking you're dead red at a certain spot, oh, this player, this spot, you might get someone even better because of how the board goes. And like I said, just if you need to get to certain spots and get to certain zones, get there because uh, this is a year, if you have three or four favorites, try to get them. I mean, again, that's what your team is all about. You're going to be happier finishing your draft, looking at your team from now going forward when you have the players you love and covet the most out of a class. So if you can do that, please do so because, uh, again, if you just miss and if you uh, play coy, like I, what I would say, you know, uh, oh, I'm at, I'm at two and I'll get the same running back at, at, at four. Well, what if you don't? Are you going to view it as horrific? And if you do, just take your guy at two. Just don't, don't even mess around. Take him at two. You, maybe if you got him at four, maybe if someone gives you a side look in your league chat or whatever, who cares? You got yeah. your guy. If he's your favorite, get your favorite. And uh, if you don't, though, again, play within those tiers, have some fun, splash around in the pool like Katie's pool. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and just and again, if you if you have a big group from 110 to 205, be OK with that. Sit at 204 and be you know what it's it, I always what I do on my boards, you highlight all these players and go, you know what? One of these is going to be make it to me. And that's worst case scenario. And that's fine. And if that if that's the scenario for you, just enjoy it. Enjoy it and and, and know that that's the worst case outcome. Any Any final thoughts on that? No, I agree. It's it's really hard to trade back, but it's it's not that hard to trade up um, 
because most people view it as a pretty flat tier. So they'll move back a couple spots. They'll still get their guy, but it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg for you to get your guy. And if it does cost an arm and a leg, then decide whether it's worth it and do or don't do it. But it doesn't hurt to ask. And sometimes sometimes people want to get their guy and they they won't trade up. So it it's all league league centric, league specific. Um, but there's so many really good players. The bigger your tier, the happier you will be. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, and, and one, one final thought is, that I just thought of is this year, more than any other year as a strong team, I've been open to leveraging my 2021 first to get exactly what I want this year. So if there's something I want, if there's a big move that I'm trying to make, um, I am not going to let, usually, again, I vice grip that thing, but I think in, in a start one especially, next year is the year that you're going to be more okay with that. And the player you're going to come out with that trade, and I can't get the deal done any other way, and if you get one of those those running backs you are seeking this year, I think you're going to be very happy with that type of move and using that asset, using that tool in your toolbox that typically Chad doesn't sit here and say use it. Uh, but this is one of like it's like one of those power ups or something or I don't know the video games the young kids the cool kids play. Um, but they have these like secret weapons, and I think this is one of those those times where it's okay to pull out the secret weapon from time to time because you want to kind of have a good view of the future and. And I think this is the year that it is mo- one of the most tolerable. All right. Uh, so for Katie Flower at FF underscore Skyler 399, I am at Chad Parsons NFL. Reminder about patreon.com slash UTH and about all those week one matchups we talked about. And that is at sportsbettingdime.com. We also talked about all the different options you have to discuss uh, as a league about what could happen for the NFL and fantasy season uh, COVID-19 related. Um, so that's very important, again, to be really dialed in on how things are looking as we go along to have as many different variants as you can. And we broke down a lot of those in the early part of the show. I am Chad Parsons. She is Katie Flower. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.